ان الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله ارسله الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا ثم اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان شر الامور محدثاتها وان كل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار يقول سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد نقول اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فما اوتيتم من شيء فمتاع الحياه الدنيا وما عند الله خير وابقى للذين امنوا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي واللهم ثبتنا عند الموت بلا اله الا الله واللهم اجعلنا من الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر امين يا رب العالمين It was very difficult for me to choose an ayah for today's khutbah and I've been thinking about it for some time but I realized at the end of all that thinking that our religion by definition is simple and its teachings are straightforward and so I don't have to make something complicated when by definition it's supposed to be straightforward and simple and so today's khutbah is about a reminder that I need that I think everyone in this room needs and is something that we have to live with and we, it's so easy to remind ourselves of but at the same time it's very very easy to forget and i want to start with just a rough translation of the ayah that i recited before you allah azza wa jalla in surah ash-shura this is the 42nd surah allah azza wa jalla says fama utitum min shay' famata'ul hayat ad-dunya then whatever you've been given fama utitum and the ma the word ma already suggests that there's an openness anything that you've been given and in addition to all of that it's min shay'in you could say ma utitu muhu da'id could have been a pronoun but instead of adding a pronoun it's min shay'in and not even shay'an it's min shay which is very unusual language to suggest any at all things that you can imagine that you have been given now in using those two words together in the ayah allah is talking in this ayah now about every single object physical object that you own whether it's clothing and car and house or whatever you own whatever is down to a pen that's in to your name but in addition allah is also talking about whatever i have been given in my life experiences what kind of parents have i been given what kind of youth was i given what kind of experience you know what kind of opportunities were i given what kind of friends were i was i given everything that i have been given everything that i've experienced in my life thus far is inside fama utitum min shay that's it's captured within it so this ayah is going to make a commentary about my entire existence on this earth and before i go any further a reflection just on the fact that the passive form was used utitum that you've been given in other words none of the experiences i've enjoyed not just the things that i own or that i think i own rather none of the experiences that i have in have had in life are actually mine they were an there were a door that was opened to me by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He was the one that opened every chapter of my life one adventure to the next to the next to the next. You know for those of you that are that are married, who you married and if there was a process before you got married, every piece of that process was actually from Allah. Every single conversation was from Allah. 
this entire story of ours and we don't remember so much of it. When you look back, you don't remember so many things that happened in your own life. Actually, for the last 10 years, it's becoming more and more of a blur for me. I don't know what I was up to in 2007, I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just becoming blurred together. I can't tell you what happened in 2011 or 2012. I can remember some milestones here and there. I might even have to look at those in a calendar because I can't tell. I look at my children, they're growing. And my 10-year-old, my, my now almost 12-year-old also, I look at her and it's hard for me to remember what she looked like when she was four. I have to look at a picture to try and remember. I can't remember that anymore. But Allah gave me each and every one of those experiences, whether I, remember, whether I remember them or I'm conscious of them or not. All of them together, Allah sums it up in one phrase, فَمَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا that's the, this basically the culmination of all of your and my life experience. Whatever good, whatever bad, or whatever we think was good or bad, happened to us, boils down to one thing. Mata'ul hayatid dunya. Which is roughly translated, the enjoyment of worldly life. All, of, all the things that you've been given, then all they are is enjoyment of worldly life. But I wanted to explore in this, this khutbah, the meanings of the word mata' a little bit deeper. More than what we've heard before. I mean, those of you that have been listening to my khutub and durus before, I've talked about mata'a before as mata'a is something to utilize but not necessarily to enjoy, which is part of the base meaning. Like the little girl that Al-Asma'i saw that was scrubbing dishes at the bank of a river and her goat came and grabbed the scrubber and it ran away. So she started crying and saying, akhada mata'i, he took my mata'a away, the brush away that I was scrubbing with, right? So from it he derived that mata' must amount to things like a spoon or a fork or a shovel or something that you use but you don't necessarily enjoy. Nobody grabs a spoon and says, check this out, check what I got. You know, nobody does that. You know, nobody shows off their spoons and forks and shovels unless they're in the industry or something. But typically you don't do that. So it's something you use but you don't necessarily enjoy. But I, I decided to do, dig a little bit deeper into this word and see what else has been said in the literary precedent of the Arabic language. Because at the end of the day, this word, is, as per this ayah, has pretty significant importance. Because my entire life is being summed up by this one word. My, my whole life amounts, in this planet, my entire life amounts to this one word. So I should understand what connotations this word possesses. So the first thing I found interestingly, very recently actually, mata'an nabith they use for wine. This is pre-Islam obviously, so we know about this from pre-Islam. Mata'an nabith ishtaddat hamratuhu. When the wine gets redder and redder, it matures. When it reaches the point where it, shouldn't, it possibly can't mature anymore, that is it, it's reached its climax. That's when they say it has reached the, the state of mut'ah. That's it's, the, the, the act of mata'ah has happened to it. That's what's happened to it. In other words, when something reaches as far as it can go, when something reaches maturity. Let's go a little further. Allah says, or the Arabs say, Hablun matir. Hablun matir. Which is actually used for a rope that is twisted and coiled well together. Something that is tangled and well. And it's also, not only does it have this idea of being tangled, but also the idea that the rope is now ready for use. Because when you coil a rope properly, it's matured. No more work needs to be done on it, now it can be put to use. They use it for people, mata'ar rajul, and they also say matu'ar rajul. Jada wa darufa, when a person become, a man becomes mature, and he becomes refined in his characters, meaning he can out, go out and deal with the world. He can go do business now, he's matured, he's graduated from certain prerequisites, so he can, you can, he's ready for success, kind of thing, so ready to be used. That's the, the idea of a, a human being reaching mata'ar. 
Then al-mati'u min kulli shay. At the end of the day, this is the most comprehensive definition I found, and I want to finish these definitions before I share some thoughts with you about this ayah. Al-mati'u min kulli shay al-baligu fil jawda. That anything that reaches mata'ah, anything that becomes mati', that's the ism fa'il form, anything that becomes this is actually something that has reached the, fa the most maturity it possibly can, al-ghaya fi babihi, as, as possible within it. فَأَمَّا لِمَتَاعِ فِي الْأَصْلِ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ يُنْتَفَعُ بِهِ So a mata' is actually something that can be benefited from. Let's stop there for a second. We'll stop at each piece of this definition. First, it was mature. It can't mature anymore. So Allah is saying whatever experiences happen to you, part of, that part of the reason for giving you these experiences is they're going to mature you. This is part of you growing. The good things and the bad things that happen to me and you are part of us growing. And part of our growth is sometimes things that we are proud of, and sometimes they are things that we're not proud of. Things that we've done, we look back and we say, we're glad we did those things. And there are things we look back and we say, I wish I never did those things. But actually, that was part of your mata'ah. It was part of your growth and maturation process. Even that regret that you feel looking back, that regret is a gift from Allah. That regret, is, that regret alone might save you. That might be the reason for you and me to enter Jannah is just that regret over what happened in the past. I'm reminded in Surah Al-Kahf of the gardener who at the end of his tragic experience of losing his beautiful garden says, Ya laytani lam ushrik bi rabbi ahada. He has regret. I wish I never did shirk. Look at what's happened to me. But actually that regret is a happy ending to that story because at least now he's turned back to Allah, he's changed his ways. So now the first thing, everything in life is there to mature. Second, ma yuntafa'u bihi, what can be benefited from? I mean, think about this definition of mata. Every experience in life is something you can benefit from. Allah chose this word for a reason. There was some good in it for you. You may not be able to see it. You may not be able to recognize it at face value. And I may not be able to see it. It may be frustrating at that very moment. It may be something like the first response, why would this be happening to me? And Allah's way of responding to us is that Allah is saying it's something you could have benefited from. يُنْتَفَعُ بِهِ Then, وَيُتَبَلَّغْ وَيُتَزَوَّدْ And it can be put to use. It can be, re it can be put to use. يُتَزَوَّدُ بِهِ Now Allah is saying every single, every single object that we own, every last bit of our possessions, and every single experience is actually supposed to be utilized. Adversity and good times altogether are supposed to be put to use. They are part of something greater. Meaning this, this life, the things that we are given, they are given to be put to use. And you go back to the original meaning of mata'ah. What happens to wine? Not by Muslims, but by non-Muslims. What happens to mata'ah, or to, to alcohol, or to wine, when it matures? It gets drunk. What happens to the rope when it gets twisted? It gets used. When your life is full of mata'ah, now it's time for you, yourself, to put yourself to use. Look, looking back, for a lot of people, they look back in their life and their past experiences and their failures and their tragedies, they debilitate them and they're not able to do anything in their future. And for people who understand what mata'ah is, what this world is for, they look at their past experiences and they make them stronger. That Allah put me through that, that must mean I'm stronger than this. And maybe I can help a million other people, go, help them go through these experiences and see them in the way that they're supposed to see them. This would be a look, looking at one's own experiences as mata'ah. Now, going a little further, وَالْفَنَاءُ يَأْتِي عَلَيْهِ Part of the definition of mata'ah is something that will come to end will not last. Part of its definition. It cannot be used forever. 
Even that scrubber will break eventually. I won't scrub as good as it used to. Even that rope will eventually snap. Even that wine will eventually be no good. So every single thing that we possess is not there forever. We are now in a you know, senior living and you know, in a facility where people that are, have a difficult time taking care of themselves are being taken care of. And here we are, the average age among our students and you know, the faculty that's here, we're younger people. There's a young audience in, in, you know, in the Jumu'ah today. But, and we feel like we have some things that they don't have. You might feel like as you walk by someone who's in their 90s, you know, and someone who's on a cane or somebody who can't even take two steps by themselves, and you might look at that and say, SubhanAllah, you know, I feel bad for these people. But you know what? We're, either we're going to be in the ground or we're going to be one of those people. We're going to be in that state one day. And they, what they, and they, if you ask them, look back at what you had in life, they'll say it felt like a day. Or felt like the blink of an eye, lamhul basar, that's all it felt like. And if you look at your life right now, from the time you guys came, you know, some of you who came to Texas to now, what does it feel like? It feels like a minute. Feels like nothing. First time I saw Brother Robert a few months ago when I came to see him, feels like I just came here like yesterday. It just, the time passes by so, so quickly, subhanAllah. So we have to be conscious of the fact that time is leaving us. This mata is not staying. Your entire life is passing you by. And the, the only thing that at the end of it that we can put it to use for is the akhirah. So Allah says, وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى in, my, in the few minutes that I have left with you, because I don't want to make this a long khutbah. In the few minutes that I have left with you, what I want to share with you is, in this life, we, some, sometimes we make a plan for like the next 10 years or five years. This is what I want to accomplish. This is, what I, this is how much Qur'an I want to memorize. This is how much I'd like to be able to make in terms of money. This is when I would like to get married. We, we set goals for ourselves and we strive towards those, those goals and there's nothing wrong with that. But I tell you if you internalize this ayah, you learn to put those plans in one compartment in your head and in the other compartment you realize that all of that means nothing if I'm not building my akhirah. All of those plans are worthless they are meaningless, they are not any kind of accomplishment at all if this is not building me towards Allah, if it's not taking me closer, if it's not making me a slave of Allah. There are people's perceptions of us and then there's the reality. People's perception, our own perception and then reality. People's perception may be you're successful. People's perception may be you're, you're knowledgeable. People's perception may be you've accomplished something. And the opposite is true to people's perception might be you're worth nothing. But you know what? People's perception at the end of the day means nothing. It really means, it stands to, to benefit you nothing before Allah. It will not add to your deeds, it won't take away from them. People's criticisms will not take away from you, and people's praise will not add to you. It will not. And at the end of the day, when people get praise and criticism from others all the time, you know what starts happening? They start getting affected by it. So they start seeing themselves in light of how other people see them. So their image of themselves becomes polluted because they're not seeing themselves for who they really are, they're seeing themselves in light of other people's words. That, that's a human phenomenon. This is why we have Allah's word. So we can see ourselves in light of Allah's words. So we can, that, and that'll help us see ourselves for who we really truly are. 
And at the end of the day, really truly, we can have friendships and family and loved ones and community. We can have all of those things. But at the end of the day, we are in this world alone. We came alone and we're going to leave alone. And in that solitude, if you don't find a connection with Allah, then all this fake, these fake connections that you have and I have, that are not really based in, the, in a relationship with Allah, they will all disappear. They will not last. The facade will dissipate eventually. If not in this life, then in the next. So we have to internalize a very powerful reality that Allah has given us in فَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَمَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا We treasure all of our relationships so long as they are something that are building us towards the Akhirah. So I want to leave you with this picture. وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى What Allah has in His possession is better. Now what we have right now is also in Allah's possession. It's not like this is not in the possession of Allah. But it's as though by using the word ma here, it is as though Allah is saying, I don't want to tell you what I have yet. I have a mystery for you. There's something I have in my possession and it's better. And it's better. In other words, it hasn't been given to you yet. Now, one would immediately think what Allah has. He must be talking about Jannah. But as a matter of fact, because he opened the door by saying, Ma Allah, not Wal Jannatu Khairun Wabqa, he said, Ma Allahi Khairun Wabqa, whatever Allah has. Whatever Allah has. And what Allah has, some of which he gave to you now, not just in terms of dunya, but he also gave you in terms of that road to Jannah. That road itself is better. The, 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 the revelation of Allah is better than everything else you've been given. The, revel, the word of Allah is better because that word of Allah, if you, can, if you and I can live by it, it'll get, it'll get us somewhere far better. And so in this ayah, there are two comparisons. These are my last reminders for myself and you. Two, two comparisons that we constantly have to make if we are going to survive this world and not be taken in by the perceptions that are actually not real. The perceptions of people or the false self-image that we might develop. What is that? What is that reality check? وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Whatever Allah has is number one, better. Number two, lasts longer. Longer lasting. As far as those who really have Iman are concerned. So now every experience in life, I compare to something else that Allah has. And what Allah has must be better. What Allah has must be better. It's a small reminder. You go into the store to buy yourself some new clothes. The moment you grab this thing and you're putting it on the cash register, just to at that moment think, وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا What Allah has, the clothing Allah will give me, is better. Whatever is acceptable with Allah in Jannah for me is better for those who believe. Then of course, this is not just for the believer in terms of the things that are halal. We're about to eat some good food. You enjoy the good food. If you can tell yourself right as you're eating, وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا You don't become, the akhirah doesn't just become some cliche thing you bring up. Or you only bring it up when somebody's going through trouble. No, no, inshallah Allah will give you in the akhirah. Not only that, it becomes a part of your life. The akhirah becomes something you think about all the time. Because Allah didn't just describe it as something that is there in the heavens, He described it as something that is with Allah. Now what does Inda mean? Inda suggests closeness. So Jannah is, the acquisition of Jannah necessarily means closeness to Allah. So what Allah is offering is in this ayah also closeness to Him. They place their trust in Allah. I tell you if you develop and I develop this attitude, then worldly possessions, 
and worldly gain and worldly loss will become easy to deal with. It becomes easy to deal with. Relationships become easy. Because if you realize this, what Allah has is better, then the next time you get into a, you know, a quarrel, some kind of tension between you and a friend, you and a family member, you, your pride gets in the way of fixing those tensions, but when you realize what Allah has is better. And this world is gonna go before I know it. Before I know it, this will mean nothing. There are people that have ruined relationships for years because their pride gets in the way of apologizing. They can't get themselves to say sorry. No, it's, I'm not gonna say sorry, it's the other one's fault. Why should I say sorry? And they're gonna take that to their grave. They didn't have much time here. And by the way, when we're standing in front of Allah, the pride's gonna be gone. You and your brother that you were angry with are both standing in front of Allah and you're both begging Allah for mercy and you're, you're, if had you forgiven each other, you could have both earned Jannah. Just by the act of forgiveness. When you put it in perspective, is your pride really that much worth it? Is your anger really that heavy that you couldn't earn yourself? You know what Allah was offering you. Things, when, they, when they're put in this perspective, life becomes easy to deal with. You know how we learned the expression kabbirha takbur, sakhirha tasghur? Make something big, it becomes a big deal. Make something small, it becomes a small thing. Well, you know what? This ayah is about making akhirah big and making dunya small. That's all it's about. We're gonna go through life, we're gonna have careers, we're gonna have educational accomplishments, we're going to have challenges, all of those things are gonna be there. But you know what, these are all temporary. These are all temporary. One day will come and there will be a congregation and they're going to make salah and they're going to make an announcement that there's a janazah and it's gonna be mine and it's gonna be yours. It's going to happen. And people are gonna pray over us and then we're gonna be gone. And it's, it's sooner rather than later. It's, I mean, quite a bit of our life has already passed us by. So it's not like we're getting further away from that day. We're only getting closer. So the sooner we internalize that what Allah has is better, because we're heading towards it anyway, we're just doing ourselves a favor. If we can just learn to utilize our time the right way. And I don't, like I said, we make 10-year plans and 15-year plans and we don't think about the Akhirah, then how do you think about the Akhirah? How do you practically plan for the Akhirah? You don't make a 10-year plan. You don't make a 15-year plan for the Akhirah. You make a daily plan. It's not about making long-term goals. It's about how did you spend today? What are you going to do afterwards? How are you going to spend tomorrow? When are you going to wake up? What are you going to do with your free time? When are you going to erase those useless games off your phone? When are you going to stop watching so much TV? When are you going to stop? When are you going to stop wasting time, you know, just chatting away or trolling? When are you going to stop? When are you going to hold yourself to a higher standard if not today? If you don't make your change in your day, how you go to sleep, how you, how you wake up, how you go to sleep, what you say and what you do, how, especially how you spend what you think is free time, because it's not free. You're not paying for it now, you and I will be paying for it with Allah. We will be paying for it. There is a price. We may not, be, we not realize we're, we're going to be paying for it, but it's on record. You know how people feel they're relaxed when they're off the clock, when they punch out of the office? Well, we're constantly on the clock with these angels. They don't take a break. And when they do, they put the other alternatives on shift. You know, so that plan has to be made for our day. Our day. And inshallah ta'ala, Friday is a great day to start new habits. Friday is a great day for you know, introspection. We take extra time out for ibadah anyway. We take extra time out to get ready to meet Allah anyway on this day. You know, Allah already enables us to become spiritually more powerful, more strengthened 
this day than other days. So why not make some serious commitments to yourself? This is not for you to share with anyone else. This is just you and yourself. You're your worst critic when it comes to this. And you and I have to decide how we are going to live our lives differently because wallahi, the moment we start saying that I'm doing pretty good, I actually don't have nothing, I have nothing to change in my life, I'm, I'm set. That delusion, that must, it must be that so many other people have given you that false sense of delusion. They've blinded you for so long, they've poured so much dust in your eyes, now you can't even see who you are for yourself. I pray that Allah Azza wa does not make us of those that are blinded to their own reality. I pray that Allah Azza wa constantly makes the book of Allah a mirror through which we can see the truth of who we are and constantly seek to improve ourselves. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa' wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-lazina astafa' khususan ala afdalihim wa khatamin nabiyyin Muhammadin al-Amin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Yaqulu Allahu Azza wa Jal fi kitabihi al-Kareem Ba'da naqula a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim Inna Allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-Nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim Wa ala ali Ibrahima fil alameen Innaka hamidun majid Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad Kama barakta ala Ibrahim وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا